Welcome to the Whistleway Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. I'm Brian Kochi, the marketing director here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics that you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be mortgage, real estate, or really just any business out there. Uh, the way we like to do this is to answer the questions that you have for us rather than us guessing about what you want to hear about. We just listen to what you want to hear about. Uh, so if you have a question you want to ask us, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. Uh, you can ask us questions on there, join our referral network, uh, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, um, and find out about upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind, which is a two-day deep dive into everything Brian and I have learned about cranking out videos for the last six years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Brian's second podcast today. I think he's spent. Yeah, I didn't do the whole intro you did. I totally forgot about it. I did it pretty half-assed at the end. So uh, maybe we can just put this clip in front of the other clip and we'll call it a day. <laughs> cool. The goal, too, is to bang this show out in 30 minutes or less. We want this to be the type of show that you can listen to on your way to or from the office. Um, so if you enjoy the show, we'd love it if you could uh, – Give us a little rating if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to uh, hit that subscribe button, hit the little bell so you get notified of future episodes. With that said, Brian, what do we got today? So I had Tom go through all all 4,000 um, plus responses for people that joined the Whistleway Facebook group. And I said, hey, I want you to look at what, pe- what common trends are coming up because one of the questions is what do you want to learn about more in this group? Um, and so I said, I want you to look at more and more of the common trends you see pop- popping up on up. And one of them talked a lot about something that you're a big fan of. is talking about culture um, and more specifically our core values. Now, we've talked about culture since I've been here six years ago. We've created and implemented core values about two months ago. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about how do you make a conscious culture rather than an accidental culture? Um, whether you plan to or not, you are going to have some sort of um, experience vibe within your company, within your group. How do you go from having that to be – because it's it's fairly easy when you're a group of two or three. When you grow to the size that we are of 50, 60 plus, um, it makes it more – you have to make choices about it. So tell us a little bit about culture. This episode I want to talk about culture, um, how we um, – kind of crafted our core values and then what we're doing to implement them and kind of walk us through that whole process. Go. I'm going to sit back over here and talk to you in 20 minutes. Give me a list? <laughs> Shit, dude. That was a lot of stuff. No, I just wanted to lay it out here and then we talk about it. Yeah. Um, what I would say is um, there's a Simon Sinek thing that talks about people don't remember what you say. They remember how you make them feel. And I would say that's really what culture is, is how you make people feel. Core values are cool and they're important and and I value our core values a lot. But at the end of the day, it's how you make people feel more than anything. And so I would say that that's a big difference between culture and core values is culture is how you make people feel. And then core values, you know, is what you are at the core of the business and what the the business actually values. So I would say there, there are two different things. You can have culture without core values. You can have core values without culture. Um, In a perfect world, you have both and they're working in unison. A lot of times your culture helps determine your core values. Yeah, I think they. I think you can have them independently, yes. But I think when you have them together and, and you have them that are created intelligently, not just slapped together, integrity and fun and like just the buzzwords, right? Synergy. I love when people just Google their core values. They're like, 
Uh, what are Apple's core values? Yeah, those sound good. Copy what are paste. Google's <laughs> core values? Okay, we'll take like three of those and three of those and boom, we got core values. That is like, what we are. Yeah. But I think when you have the two together, they... Working synergistically. Synergist, synergy. Um, I, I think... I think they definitely influence each other probably more than anything else you can do. If you want to improve your culture, I think building and implementing core values is probably the number one way I would say to do it. And next is probably getting rid of people that don't fit in your culture. Actually, those are probably flipped. But it's really easy to get rid of people that don't fit in your culture when you say you don't coincide with our core values. <coughs> yeah, I mean, having the core values helps. Yeah. Because it now establishes not just the feeling, but then it actually defines it. Um, and then, so we're, we utilize the EOS entrepreneurial operating system that has helped us determine our core values and determine our core values. It was kind of a fun exercise that we went through because Cause we what, started with Googling them. <laughs> we've done that before. Yeah. That's why I said it. We're guilty of that. Um, the way they had us do it with EOS is to have everybody on the leadership team, write down the names of three people that we all felt were like the ideal um, example of what a whistle realty group agent is. And everybody wrote it down, wrote down their three names, and then we took all the names that were submitted, and then we narrowed it down to the three that had the most votes, which was pretty unanimous. There wasn't much. Like, we all pretty much named the same people. Yeah. Um, so that was good. We were on the same page with that. And then the next step was these are the people that embody what Whistle's all about. Now, what is it about these people? What are the values that they demonstrate that make them that ideal person? And so then that was another exercise where we all sat down and we wrote down all of those different values that those people exhibited. And then we had, you know, like 50 of these things on the board. And then we started to group things together and realize that, you know, this one and this one were very similar, so we could group them together. And that one and that one were very similar. We could group them together. At the end of the day, we narrowed it down to five things. <laughs> like, I was going to say six for some reason because I just used a six example. Well, we did have six, and we kicked one before we finalized it. We did. Um, and so we narrowed it down to five things, which is grow or die, come from contribution, experience and share, be the solution, and with positivity. Um, those were the five things that we really honed in on is what it is, like the ideal whistle agent. What is that value? What do they value? What do they demonstrate? Um, and those were the five that we had come up with. And so, and like, that's cool. And like anybody can come up with core values and then you could like send an email to your company. Like, here's our core values guys. Great. And then it just, which we've like, done before. <laughs> and then it kind of like fades off into oblivion um, and nothing ever happens. So then, you know, the harder part becomes like, well, how do you reinforce the core values? How do you drive it home? How do you truly like establish these? How do you get buy-in? Um, which is, is an ongoing challenge. I don't think that's easy. I don't think we're, we're nailing it. I think we're doing some good things, and I think that we have some room to, to do better. Gary V says, ideas are shit, execution's the game. And that's, I mean, that the idea of creating core values and hoping it'll stick, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that we're doing to, uh, to implement the core values now? I know you've got the huddle going on. we got yeah, the so we posters. Do, we have them all up around both of our offices, so we got really nice canvases. We had some guy design some cool canvases for us. Yeah, I blocked them out, and then everyone said, those are shit. Here, do this and this and this. And we eventually came up with something that looks pretty cool. Yeah, so we have them displayed on the walls, and again, that's easy. Yep. Um, so the one that I love the most that we're doing is we do a huddle every day at 8.15, 15-minute long huddle. And Friday, we used to share our wins, something that we had that was a win for the week, 
we've shifted Fridays to be our core values day. And so every Friday, each agent in the team uh, shares a core value that they've either experienced that week or a core value they've witnessed somebody else experience that week. And then we share what we can learn from it. So somebody can talk about, uh, you know, like Dan was sick today. Um, he had, you know, gnarly heartburn. He was throwing up all morning and he, he had a showing at three o'clock and, you know, he was really struggling figuring out what to do. And I stepped in and, and I was the solution and I was able to, you know, get the client scheduled and go show those houses for Dan. And so I both was the be the solution and I was coming from contribution behind that. And it's cool to hear people share, like, here's was the situation, here's how it was handled, whether it was me or whether I witnessed somebody do it. But that's been really fun to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, what things people have experienced each week, that's helping to drive stuff home. Um, also, whenever people are putting posts up, our internal communication system is called Workplace by Facebook, uh, similar to Slack, um, if you guys are Slack users. And so when we see, you know, posts that go up, we will, you know, hashtag them and be like, oh, come from contribution, grow or die. We'll, we'll hashtag whatever that core value was just to keep driving it home. And then we also have a core value shout out group within a uh, workplace. So, you know, if we see something throughout the week, especially the admins are, are good about using this because they're not on the huddles. So if they witness somebody, you know, doing something that embodies a core value, they'll throw it out there as well. Um, and so, you know, we're doing a lot and there's other things that we want to start adding in, but that's definitely helping. Cool. Um That's kind of where I've got with that. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about which, what each of our, I know you name dropped them, but do you want to talk about a little bit about e what each one is? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so grow or die is the first one. And, you know, like sharks, if they're not moving, they die, right? At least that's what people say. I don't know if it's well, true, I don't but think I, it's true. I just believe them because, like, they're smarter than me. I've literally um, seen, you can, like, sharks can sleep on the ground. They're fine. Some sharks. Some sharks. But they say if they stop swimming, they die. I don't know. I think it might <laughs> okay. be bullshit. Okay, so us sharks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but grow or die. So, I mean, that one, it's some people are like, whoa, that's pretty intense. But it's, you know, at the same time, if, if we're not growing in life, like, why are we here, in all mm -hmm. honesty? Um, and that doesn't just mean business. That, that means personally, spiritually. It means a lot of different things. And so, you know, one thing that we want to all embody is that we're constantly growing. And sometimes we're growing from our failures. Like I just had a pretty difficult conversation a little bit ago, but it's going to be something that, you know, I'll have an opportunity to grow from that conversation. So just in everything that we do, we always want to, you know, think about it the right way and think about, you know, if it's something positive, that's, uh, you know, we're growing because maybe we sold 10 homes last year and we sold 15 this year. Like that's a form of growth. There's also a form of growth where you go from 10 homes down to five homes, but you realize what it was and you, you had a breakthrough and figured out what it was holding you back this entire time. And now you're going to grow from that experience and sell 15 homes the next year. So you just got to constantly be growing in everything that you do. Um, you know, family, business, personal, spiritual, all of that stuff. One of the things that I've kind of noticed, um, which helps kind of do this, uh, or helps kind of push this forward. And I, I kind of work with my team hopefully on, um, but I also think about it and I go, man, I don't want to do that. That's hard. And I go, look, do I not want to do it because it's more work and I don't have the time? Or do I not want to learn it and do not want to grow it? And I kind of have that internal dialogue with myself. And it really helps me get over those things where I'm like, ah, that seems hard. I don't know how to learn that. Like, okay, well, this is a grow or die opportunity. It's time to figure your shit out and just go. So I think it really helps me internally when I'm like, when Chris is like, hey, I want you to learn this. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to. But this is my opportunity to grow or die. So yeah, cool. Next one. Come from contribution. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but that's everything, again, in, in business and in real life. 
thinking about what can you do to come from contribution. You know, I volunteer for multiple nonprofits. I run a nonprofit. Um, you know, I just helped our nonprofit secure some uh, building space for a group we call Santee Santas, where we deliver toys and food to you know hundreds of families around Santee. And it's going to be your garage. No, I got. <laughs> I, I I came through for them this year. Um, I, I will say I, I did not have max effort, and I wasn't as timely as I wanted to be. But somehow I pulled it all together, and I I got some shit done. Then they're really stoked about it. Um, but you know, I'm spending a lot of time volunteering. Yeah. You know, I'm spending hours and hours and hours of time. You know, making phone calls and doing meetings and you know giving away food. But that that's you know one example of coming from contribution. Um, and then there's, you know, the other example, like kind of we talked about earlier, where like, let's say an agent's sick or I mean, and COVID's going around right now. Somebody in your team get, comes down with COVID and they can't go meet with a client and you're like, hey, you know what? I got you, man. Like, I'll cover for you. I'll show that property for you. Um, don't pay me nothing. Like, I got you. I'll cover for you next time. You know, if I need someone to cover me, take care of me. Um, that's coming from contribution, just stepping up to help everybody out for the greater good of the team. I mean, it's that familial vibe, right? When you ask your, your, your dad to help you out with something, you're not going to say, Okay, you help me out by moving, and then I'll help you out by redoing the backyard. It's not a tit for tat. If you need help, you help them, or so, right? So it's kind of that that idea of like, hey, I'm not going to say, well, no, 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 you owe me three things, and I don't want to pull up a you know a debt here. No, it's just if you need help, I got you, and I know I can call on you if you if I need help. Yep. Cool. Uh, experience and share is the next one. That one is also pretty self-explanatory, but. I think a lot of people don't do this enough where they go through and they have experiences and they, they're all, every experience is a learning experience, good or bad. So let's share with each other, you know, what can we learn from that experience? Like I was sharing, uh, Home Light's a really good vendor partner of ours and they have a cool, a couple cool programs and a lot of the agents have been scared to use these programs. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to dive in, I'm going to use these programs and I'm having amazing luck with them, and, and I'm really excited. So I want to share that with the team and let them know how my experience has been with that. Um, so, you know, that could be really valuable. But then I also love when somebody will share an experience like, hey, I was working with this client. They were batshit crazy, and they treated me like shit. And, you know, I, it was really hard, but I decided to walk away. And I just I feel a million times better. I feel like a, a weight's been lifted off my shoulders, you know. So there's that type of experience and share as well where, um, it could be potentially seen as a negative. You could share, you know, what you learned from that as well and, and how that actually is a positive. A really easy way to do it. And I was trying to think of her last name, Bree from the Tom Ferry organization. She's not with the Tom Ferry organization. She does awesome notes at Tom Ferry conferences. Bree Martin. What's that? Bree Martin. Martin. Thank you. I was thinking of a different. Anyways. Um, so going to these conferences and sharing your experience is one thing. She is gifted with her note taking and her design of these notes every time we do a conference she shares them out um i don't say we we as in them the tom Perry organization um but just going to a conference and taking notes which we all do sharing those with your team members sharing those with other agents that's a really easy way to experience conference and then share that's really simple for sure uh next up be the solution so this is one you know people a lot of times when something's not working they just want to bitch and complain and not do anything about it. Um, it we just, changed this from Google that shit. That was the original one. Google that shit. We changed it to be the solution. It sounded a little bit more um, positive. <laughs> GTS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of times people struggle with things and they just get to a point where they can become dependent on others. They don't actually try to fix anything themselves. It's just like, Brian, this doesn't work. Thomas, this doesn't work. Kyle, can, blah, blah, blah. like, shut the fuck up. Figure out a solution, okay? <laughs> like, 
be the solution to things. Um, nobody wants to be around that person that's just constantly complaining and doing nothing to fix it. Um, so whenever you, you come up against something, you know, be the solution. Figure out how can, how can I get through this, uh, whether, it's I, whether I could Google that shit um, or I could ask somebody um, or I could try a solution, realize it didn't work, and then say, hey, Kyle, I'm running into this issue. You know, I've tried a couple things. These haven't worked out. Do you have a solution that might work? Um, but try, right? Like people far too often, they, they put zero effort into actually trying to be the solution with things. They just want to bitch and complain. And when they actually take a little time and figure it out, that could be huge. Or, um, you know, like Kevin and our team, he's a really good example. Some of the agents have been struggling with the printer recently. And so he's observed it and he's just said, you know what, I got this. And he built a guide for how to install and set the printer up, that's you know, legit. at both of the offices. Like that's a perfect example of being the solution. He's seeing people are struggling with it. And that now also is like coming from contribution too, but he's being the solution. He, he sees there's a problem and he's like, hey, I got this, I'll, I'll take this on. Um, I can I can take this one. So something I've heard it was probably it was when I early on when I came here it was from a podcast and I don't remember who, um, but they said if you have an issue, um, before going to your supervisor your whoever, try and think of three solutions to that problem before you go ask someone. I'd be and, happy with just one. <laughs> and every time I've I've run through that, I'm like, oh, I got to ask Kyle something, and I'm like, okay, let me let me think of three solutions. Every single time I figure out a solution before having it come to you. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I, uh, even if I, if you run into the situation where you can't, you go, Kyle, this is my issue. I thought we could do this, we could do this, or we could do this. That's where I come from. And you go, I like that, but let me tweak this. Or no, you're stupid. Go this route completely. Um, but that, at least I know for for me, and I know for you, it's a lot easier to edit something than start from scratch. So if someone says, hey, I have this problem, and this is what I think I want to do, it's a lot easier to help them uh, guide that way. So cool. Okay. Cool. Last one is with positivity. So in everything that we do, if we can come with a positive mindset, uh, does that mean like we're happy all the time? No, you don't have to be happy all the time. I'm not happy all the time. I'm not happy right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not always happy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're humans. We, we go through a range of emotions. But if we can remain um, in a state where we have a positive outlook on things. So whether it's with the tone of our voice, that's a one way to be positive. Um, but another way is with our mind in a way to be positive and to understand that, you know, even when you do have setbacks, if you can think positively about how, yeah, this is a setback, but it's going to make me stronger, you know, moving forward. So uh, think about that. You know, everything that you do, just come from a positive place, come from a positive mindset um, and good things will happen. Again, that doesn't mean you got to be, it's all sunshine and rainbows, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're, you're going to have ups and downs. But if you keep that positive outlook, that positive mindset, that will get you through those hard times, but it also will amplify the good times. And another way I look at it, uh, Treasure Davis has this as one of her core values, is it's yes-minded um, and always trying to come from a yes. That doesn't mean saying yes to everything. Same thing with kind of coming from positivity. Uh, I was trying to, once we started this, I was like, okay, yes to everything. But th that's not what it means. But instead of when someone asks me for something, instead of saying no or we don't do that, kind of explain what we can do. Hey, that's a great idea. We don't offer that, but what we can do is do this, this, this. Or um, that's not something we currently have. Let me bring it to the team and see if that's something we can implement in the future. So that's a very different, even though it's the same outcome, it's a very different response than, nope, you can't have that. Yes, or, yes, let me look to see what we can do in the future. And no, we're not doing that now. Same, same answer, but one's definitely positive where one's negative. So that's really where I've tried to take it with, the pos with positivity is how can I 
explain this in a, in a situation that's not negative. Gotcha. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you got some value out of that. We went pretty deep into our core values. Um, don't do, so don't just like take ours and be like, all right, cool. Ours are the same as Kyle's. Well, if you want uh, to, uh, we'll sell you some of our designs for these posters. <laughs> yeah. You got to come up with your own. So just kind of work back through that exercise again. Figure out who are the two or three people in your existing team that really embody um, the values that that you want everybody else to embody and then figure out what are those values that they do embody and put it together and that's a really good exercise. And if you guys do have core values, whether you've implemented them well or not, I'd love to know what you guys have come up with. Um, it's something that I think we can all experience and share. We can grow together. Um, Positivity. With, yeah. yeah. You know, well, come from, from contribution. contribution. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Um, the way we like to wrap up the show is to talk about something we utilize in our business that saves us time. Uh, helps us make more money or just helps us have more fun. So yeah. Brian's been coming up with some real gems lately. What do you got for us today? This one I actually really like. I've been using it lately. Um, it's a tool to use to get free stock imagery um, that isn't the standard cheesy stock imagery that we normally see. Um, it's got some more of a creative vibe, creative flair to it. Um, and it's free. You can They ask you to credit the author, which is easy enough to do in in literally anything. Um, and it's called unsplash.com. Um, it's just a really cool, unique way to get some, uh, some out of the ordinary, but really professional high quality stock images. Unsplash.com. There you go, Brian. That one's pretty good. Yeah. It's not a pen. Dude, I went to Chris's office last week and he didn't have the freaking magnet on his whiteboard. I lost that shit every time I tried to write. These pens are genius. My my dry erase pens. Whatever. Shut up. I like it. You suck. <laughs> What's right. your cool thing? Uh, the one I got for you, this was good because I learned about it a couple weeks ago and then I was able to just utilize it. Um, we shoot a lot of videos. I love BombBomb. It's my favorite tool for shooting videos out to people. And one of the things we always do is we have a whiteboard and write down you know, the, somebody's name on it. Um, so you got to have a dry erase. You got to have a board. You got to have a dry erase marker. Hopefully, it's one with a magnet, Brian. Magnet and an eraser. And then you got to have one. an eraser. You got to have all these things, which could be a pain. So I just ran into a situation where I, somebody I think stole my dry erase board. I don't know. It's literally nowhere to be found. I don't know why somebody steals a dry erase board. Um, but then I remembered there's an app that allows me to do the same thing on my iPad or on my phone. So if you're just listening, you can't see this, but I'm holding my iPad up. You mean your phone? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, my, <laughs> I, my 12 and my iPad, I got a 12 Pro Max, it's like as big as a freaking iPad. Um, but I'm holding up my iPad right now, and it just says, hi, Brandy. I just had a conversation with a gal named Brandy, set an appointment to meet with her. Um, and so anytime like I have a phone call, after the phone call's done, I want to send that person a video message, thank them for their time, confirm the appointment, give them a face to put with the name. But it's nice when that video starts out and they see their name on the screen. They're much more likely to click on it. So this app is called Make It Big. Um, I don't know if it's on Android, but it's on iPhone. And it just allows you to type in little messages and makes it really big. It's on your phone or on your, um, on your iPad. And now I can just hold this up so I don't have to keep a whiteboard. I don't have to have one of Brian's magic dry erase markers. Um, I can just type it in on here, put whatever messages I want, and it accomplishes the exact same thing. So that's my one for today. It's called Make It Big. It's an app. Very simple. There is one for Android. It's not called the same thing. I, I saw the bomb guys do it. I think it's, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called something like Bigify yeah. or something like that. It's kind of like what the guys use, uh, the guys and gals use at the airport when they pick you up. Like you roll into Vegas and there's, 
like somebody standing there with your name on it. Like it used to be a piece of paper with your name on it. Now they stand there with an iPad. Yeah. They use something just like this. I roll deep like that all the time when I go to Vegas. I go to the Vegas store and I don't go to Vegas. <laughs> I'm not that cool. No one's picking me up with my name on it. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> it's actually way cheaper than you would think for that, by the way. Okay. So, all right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the show today. If you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask questions, join our Facebook group. Uh, you can find out uh, about our upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind. Join our referral network. Subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, all of that fun stuff. Uh, if you enjoyed the show today, would really appreciate it. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell so you get notified of future episodes. If you're listening to the podcast, whatever platform you're listening on, really appreciate it if you can give us a rating on there. That stuff really goes a long way. Uh, so appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistleway Podcast. See you guys next week. <laughs>